Being fiscally responsible, vitally important. If you want to have flexibility, even a little comfort in life, sometimes it's uh, it's not enough on its own. Good news. American financing can help bridge the gap between you and financial freedom. And this is going to get harder and harder. It's a family owned business. They work for you, not the bank. There's no nonsense, no upfront or hidden fees, no pressure, just a really good company of good people that work for you. American Financing, 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, the whole world together economically and then we said to half the world you suck we're not gonna we're kicking you out of the economic system and you're gonna collapse and then it looks like we're collapsing well the good news is not russia but china might be collapsing yay this is gonna be good for the the uh the chain and our dollar and and really pretty much life as we know it on the planet nothing but good stuff coming from here it looks like the housing market is now in a full-fledged depression. Not recession, depression in China. What does this mean and why should you give a crap? We'll tell you in 60 seconds. You know, the old timers tell you, you give a man a phone and he'll pay a few hundred bucks. But you give a man a phone plan and he'll be paying out the nose for a lifetime. <laughs> you know, some wisdom. And those old timers, no matter what the people at the nursing home think. So how about you? Are you paying through the nose for your phone service? How'd you, how'd you like to pay significantly less? I'll even do you one better. How would you like to pay less and be with a company that actually likes you and supports the values that you hold? I know, it's impossible. Well, Patriot Mobile is there and making it possible. It's the phone service for you. They have affordable plans for your budget, excellent coverage, top-notch U.S.-based customer service. Best of all, they're not donating any of your money to woke causes. In fact, they're donating to things that depend, uh, defend liberty, the, the, the right to life, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, heck, all the amendments. It's Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Switch today and save a buttload of money. 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. We have Carol Roth joining us now, the author of The War on Small Business, a former, as she likes to say, recovering investment banker. Um, and I wanted to get her on today and ask her what this means this, according to the Wall Street Journal, the real estate giant in uh, China has said 
China's property market has slid into severe depression. Hi, Carol. That sounds scary. <laughs> Hi, Glenn. Happy September. What a great way to, to kick off yeah. the, the last four months of the year with right. a, a big depression in China. Right. What does it mean? So China is basically a giant mess, um, obviously, uh, outside of their demographic issues, outside of the fact that they're not really an emerging market anymore, and that's putting pressure on their manufacturing. They have this sort of confluence of things going on, um, the COVID disruptions, they have heat and water power issues that are basically rationing energy, they have youth unemployment at 20%, and then wow. they have this property bubble that has burst. So basically, China did something similar to what we did. It, it was a communist version of what we did here leading up to the Great Recession financial crisis, where they just plowed a bunch of cheap money um, into creating lots and lots of real estate. You know, like and, ghost uh, cities, not lots of real estate, yes. whole cities that had in no one in them. That, yeah, that li literally in the middle of nowhere that nobody wanted to live in. And then the prices of everything just started to get out of control. Um, one of the things that is a little bit different about, well, there are a lot of things that are a little bit different about China, but mm -hmm. one of those things <laughs> is that housing is about 70% of household wealth. Um, wow. People who have money that the middle class, they don't trust the stock market there, which they should not. Mm -hmm. And over 90% of households in China actually actually own their residence. So that compares to about 65% in the United States. So a mm. huge, huge amount of the wealth of the middle class is tied up um, you know, within real estate. And the property has gotten crazy. Like in the major cities, it's about 50 times the average income. In a, in a crazy place like New York, it's about 10 times the average income. Wow. So you can see that, that that has really gotten completely out of control. And we all knew that it was unsustainable sustainable was just sort of a question of when uh, Chinese policy and then all these other events kind of came together at the same time. And now, like we suffered through, you know, 20 years ago, they are going to have to endure the same thing. Um, but, you know, with a different tenor, because you know, it's a communist country, China owns the bank, they have a, a, the whole middle class is sort of, um, you know, involved and, and their wealth is tied up in this. So this is a major issue for the Chinese economy. I will tell you that um, this should strike everyone as more than a little odd. You know, it's not odd for for us to see protests in front of banks. Yeah. In China, that is akin to protesting the Communist Party. They've rolled in with tanks and soldiers and people are still protesting. That shows yeah. how unhappy people are with what's going on, because in China, as I understand it, please correct me if I'm wrong, here we go out and find a house, then we go to a bank. In China, you go to a bank, you get a loan, you start paying on that loan, and then you go to a builder, and it might take five years, but you're paying on that. And what's happened yeah. is these builders went bankrupt, and all these people have been paying on this loan, and they, what, lose their money? Yeah, I mean, there's actually um, you know reports of people living in unfinished homes. So as you mentioned, you know the the middle class in China they've started to band together, and they're basically saying we're not paying our mortgages anymore. And you have to remember that that China has implemented their social credit system, and one of the dings for social credit 
is not paying your debts, which your mortgage would obviously fall into. So the fact that they are willing to stand up against the Communist Party, against this social credit pushback, um, just goes to show, as you said, just what a, a complete disaster this is for the Chinese people so, and, the, and the government. So President Z, he is elected one more time. I think it's in November, isn't it? Mid-October. Mid-October. October 16th, yeah. So he's running for re-election and he did change the constitution that he could be dictator for life but only after this election when pelosi went out the word is from people that i know in china that are high up in in the banking world uh that do business and banking uh over there that they've been watching their press very closely um because there's a there's half of china and the leadership they don't want z um, and so some of the reports that came out when he when when uh, Pelosi was going over where they said she's going to he's going to shoot that plane out of the sky. They made all of these, you know, these demands or expectations of Z knowing he couldn't do it because humiliation is one of the worst things. Uh, weakness is horrible in China. And so they set him up to be weak. How does this play? In his election. Well, you know, we would assume <laughs> um, that there would be fair elections. Obviously, that's in question even in the United States. It certainly um, is not the case in, in communist China. And so I think that you know, being entrenched in the party, um, you know, even though there is pushback, I think it would be a giant surprise if he wasn't elected again. Okay. And I do think that censorship um, has played a, a big issue in this. You know, part of the reason I've been told that they've had these COVID lockdowns is because they're trying to control information a lot, not let people talk to each other, not let people in the country to let the the real tenor of what's going on um, out into the broader population. So there are mm -hmm. a lot of people in China who, you know, even though they may be upset about this one particular thing, don't really have a scope on the real story and who knows what they're being told. That's unbelievable. Um, this story leads me to something here in America. Bank of America has just started a policy that sounds very familiar, except race is involved now. Zero down payment uh, for mortgages for first time buyers. And uh, I believe this is for minorities to help minorities, black and Hispanics, grow ownership uh, of homes, zero down payment, zero closing costs. So just come on in. It's like renting a house. Isn't this what caused 2008? You know, I know that history always repeats itself and human <laughs> beings have a hard time learning from the past. But really, this wasn't that long ago. You would think right. there would be some grace period right. where we go, OK, yeah, this probably isn't a good thing to do. And it's really frustrating because it's one of those things that sounds very nice on the surface. So, you know, we're going to help these underserved communities build wealth. You know, that's a good thing. We want everybody in this country to be able to participate in wealth creation opportunities. The last way that you do that is at a point where we're having a top in the housing market. The Fed is raising rates. We're heading into a recession. Uh, prices are going to come down. And then you take somebody who can't afford the down payment and you get them paying on a house that you know they're not going to be able to afford over the long term. That's basically stealing 
equity from them in the in the long term and making them very um, afraid to continue to do that in the future. This is and this is what they called predatory lending. And it's being pushed, I'm sure, by the government. Uh, it's being pushed by these big banks that are all in collusion with the Great Reset. It is going to impoverish people even more. Yeah, I mean, if you want to tie this to the ESG, right, this is part of the, yeah. the social initiative. We have to make housing more affordable, but that doesn't do this. I mean, you know, this this creates more fees for a bank at a time when they may be losing fees and origination because the Fed is raising interest rates and that's, you know, fl- flowing through the mm. market. Um, you know, it's not like they're creating a fund and saying we're going to buy up properties and we're going to allow you to rent to own. I mean, there, there are ways that you could do this for underserved companies communities that I think would be fantastic, but but a zero down mortgage. And by the way, it's not like a veteran zero down mortgage where there's a strict underwriting process. This is a non-underwritten process. And we know there's a reason why you do underwriting. We've seen how this has gone awry in college lending. Now they're bringing it back to the uh, mortgage industry once again, because there wasn't enough damage the first time around. Or... They want to make sure that there is nothing left for people to own. Or or (laughs) maybe they want the poor to be able to have this at the expense of the middle class. And they'll just forgive those loans like, you know, they're on the kick of forgiving every other loan. There's a whole there's a buffet of possible fantastic. And none of them are good. None of them are honest. None of them are free market based. None of them are ethical. None of them. No, it's it's picking winners and losers. It's letting you know, the government and you know, these big entities play venture capitalists uh, in a way that they shouldn't. And it's not teaching sort of the discipline so that we allow for these wealth broad wealth creation opportunities, which is the future of prosperity. Because we know at the end of the day, big business, big government, big special interest doesn't want that. They want to gut the middle and working class. They want to consolidate power. And so every one of these policies you're seeing ultimately ties back to that in some way. Um, energy prices, uh, Goldman Sachs is now saying just the energy prices will push the UK inflation to 22%. That is a a near post-war record of 22% inflation. That's, I mean, we, uh, let me get another story here because I read uh, here, uh, cost of living, uh, shoppers despair at cost of staple foods soar up to 20% in a year. That's remarkable. I mean, we're all going to see this and it's a lot of it is coming from this craziness of ESG with the energy. Absolutely. This is entirely self-inflicted. And that's the most frustrating part of this is it could have been avoided, but it was deliberate by policy. And who is going to bear the brunt of it? It is the small businesses. It is the middle and working class. It is the poor, the people who really can't afford to have this happen. I've seen things all over Twitter and been sharing some of the stories coming out of Europe and, and, and the U.K., Um, in particular, with small businesses that are getting their energy bills, and they're, you know, something like 10,000 euros, or, you know, like multiple 10s of 1000s of euros, and it's just completely 
non-sustainable. I mean, oh, obviously yeah. nobody's going to be able to no. operate under those types of conditions. It's going to be a really ugly winter. And as we're talking about not learning lessons, this should be a giant neon sign for us to go, okay, yeah, they, they made a mistake. Let's just own it and reverse course. Yeah, but they're continuing. They just passed the biggest climate bill and are telling about what a great thing there is as if there's not more pain and suffering on right. the other side. Uh, I will tell you, you know, uh, Marx said that for a communist revolution to happen, you needed to have the working class rise up and then they could close it down and that if you can't get them naturally you have to create the conditions for that and everything including the irs all of these things are designed to bankrupt the middle and lower class to wipe them out entirely and when that happens you will have revolution on the street it is yeah go ahead you will own nothing and you will not be happy because as we have seen throughout history, those that don't own anything are not the people who are happy. Yes. Thank you so much, Carol. Uh, appreciate it. Another uplifting segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of these days it'll turn around. One and we'll day we'll have good that. news. Yeah. I promise. One, of one, one of these days. days. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate have a good it. One. You bet. Um, relief factor. Trying to lead a normal life when you're dealing with pain day in and day out. Sort of like trying to get to the moon on a pogo stick, which we might be trying. You know, we might. Hi, let's try a pogo stick. America never went to the moon. That was a pogo stick. All right. Uh, what if I told you there is a way to get out of that pain and it doesn't involve a BOGO stick relief factor. It was developed by doctors has four key ingredients that fight inflammation, which is the source of most of the pain that we deal with. Now, this is unlike ibuprofen 800, which is the strong stuff that is attacking your pain and your inflammation. In one direction it doesn't work on everybody. This has never worked for me. So when I heard, oh, it reduces inflammation, I immediately said, oh, it's like ibuprofen. No, it's not. It attacks it from four directions. So it captures people like me who have never been able to find any relief with anything like ibuprofen. Three-week quick start developed for you is $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. It's completely natural. It's relieffactor.com. 800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start developed for you at relieffactor.com. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. So a uh, story from the Daily Wire today, actor and comedian Rob Schneider doubled down on his recent comments, saying again that he would stand up for what he believed in, no matter what the cost and no matter what might happen to his career as a result. Snyder shared a tweet on Wednesday showing a selfie he had taken from a stage with the audience behind him, his smile wide. I prioritize supporting a country that provides the same freedoms for my children that made my career possible. This legacy to me is more important to me than the next chapter of my career. Love, Rob. Schneider's tweet came on the heels of his interview with longtime conservative pundit and radio host Glenn Beck, whom he told on the Glenn Beck podcast that he was absolutely prepared to give up everything he had to stand for what he believed was right. 
it's uh it's an amazing thing we've been trading text back and forth and trying to call each other and we keep missing each other um this is not something he really expected uh to happen uh and i'm not i'm not sure he likes it all that much so you lured him in oh i did a predatory yeah predatory predatory interview yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. um but uh he is He's dead set on what he believes. Dead set. It's interesting because I had the impression that he was, I don't know, maybe not super politically active, like tweeting about politics every day type. There's a few out there that do that. I never saw that, but I had an impression that he was maybe right-leaning at least. Um, This apparently is the first time he has done an interview. Where he's really explained it. Where he's really explained it and... And on a, a high-profile political mm-hmm. podcast. Right. He had maybe made co- comments. I mean, he had tweeted some stuff that made you think he might be conservative, yeah. but he had never really come out of the closet, yeah. as, as they say. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And, you know, it's there's so many of these little controversies going on right now. The, the, the Brittany Aldean, Jason Aldean's wife, uh, said something that, or tweeted something like, you shouldn't mutilate your children. And obviously that's a terrible thing to say. And she, in country music, some of the country yeah, stars. They're lighting her up for are it. Are lighting her up for it. Boy, I got to tell you, that used to be the fastest way off the charts was to go mm-hmm. against the country audience. And I don't think the country audience has changed I mean, it's maybe maybe broadened at some level. Yeah. But, you know, like, I don't know that you'd say necessarily country is just conservatives anymore by any means. I mean, it's it's a very popular genre, but still, I think it leans that way. I think most oh, yeah. most of the country stars are still right leaning. Isn't it amazing, though, how the left is not afraid to say what they believe, but they do everything they can to make us afraid to say what we believe. That's they'll say it in a room full of conservatives and they'll and they'll just look at the they'll be alone and they'll look at it and go, you're just a bunch of racists. And we're afraid of a Twitter mob that doesn't exist. By the way, do you know the market penetration of Twitter? Mm-hmm. 17%. 17%. By the way, what's the tipping point? About 17%. A very small group. The Glenn Beck Program. Taken over. I want to ask you to take a minute out of your busy day and just ask yourself an important question. How many bits of personal information, your information, are online at any given moment? Your name, your social security number, your bank information, your credit card numbers. If you're not concerned about this, you probably should be. It's important to understand that cybercrime and identity theft... It may not have happened to you, but that sentence should be said. It may not have happened to you yet. Everything we do is online, and it is only getting more ubiquitous. So get 25% off a subscription to LifeLock. It is the top of the line in cybersecurity with both preventive measures to keep you safe and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. So join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BACK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or LifeLock.com, promo code BACK. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks.
Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Um, I'm going to give you a couple of updates on some things and then a point to the future, um, something that I'm working on. Uh, let's let's start here. Um, according to the Dallas News, uh, investigating parents of transgender youth has agency on the brink of collapse. Here's what's happening. This is how upside down our world is. I believe and we used to all believe this, that we would never mutilate our children. I remember when we would talk about breast augmentation for teenagers and the only thing that any parent would ever say was okay, I should say most parents outside of Hollywood, would say was if it's breast reduction because of the back and everything else, okay. But you didn't augment your 16-year-old's face or their body for vanity. Now we're fine with chopping limbs off and putting chemicals in their body that forever change them. This is how upside down the world is. In Texas, you can't do that. In Texas, we're saying that is child abuse. But the uh, Department of Family and Child Services, uh, they, uh, they disagree. They disagree. And so they are quitting en masse. I'm not. These are just good parents who say mutilating their children's bodies. They're just loving them. And so... <laughs> They'll stop you for anything. They will in, they'll infect your life and your family forever at the drop of a hat. But this, they, they, we draw the line there. We draw the line there. And they're saying it could collapse the entire system here in Texas. You're not seeing this anywhere else. Do you see any other DPS people? You see anybody that's protecting children for the state in any state quitting because they're like, no, this, this, is, this is wrong. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Standing up and saying, I draw the line at those people who say cutting off the limbs or pieces or appendages of children and giving them a chemical that forever stops their growth. I can't believe you say that's child abuse. I can't believe that we should even be bothered to check in on those parents. Did you want me to go back and read the quotes about fascism from no, earlier no, no. in the week? Because I no, could do I that. think I got it. Okay. Now, on the good side, Kennewick School Board in Kennewick, Washington. By the way, Kennewick is, if I remember right, is on the eastern side of Washington, <clears throat> eastern Washington, completely different, at least used to be, uh, from the western side. Western side, too much rain. It just kind of, <laughs> you got moss on the brain, I think. Um, on the other side, um, it's more conservative. The Kennewick School Board uh, just voted five to zero on a policy which bans educators from teaching CRT or that their race determines their value or worth. Also, it requires students to learn factual U.S. history in all disciplines at the school. So that's some good news. Now... California schools, the California school district has ordered health textbooks touting 10 sexual orientations such as androsexual, polysexual, gynosexual, and eight other gender IDs, I, uh, scoliosexual, sexual, demisexual, 
I, what are those? Well, our kids, our kids will know. They'll teach it to us old people who just, we don't know as much as our children do. I'm doing a, uh, uh, some research on something that I want to share when I get back from vacation. And it is all on why are the pronouns and why this transsexual thing? Why is that so important to the left? We have gone from, hey, you know, gay marriage. People should be able to marry for love to teaching our children almost. And maybe we are teaching our children how to use a stripper pole with a guy who says he's a woman. What the hell is going on? Why is this so important? Beside it's the last line. You get down to minor attracted adults. You've crossed the last line. I believe you're thinking of maps, which would be yeah. minor attracted persons. Person. We don't so want to. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, this and the pronouns. Notice one thing. The left isn't interested in a second person pronoun. Okay. They are not interested in first person pronouns. I and me. Those are the pro- pronouns that would require personal responsibility. Instead, what they're focused on is uh, third-person pronouns, the words we use to describe people. He, him, she, her, they, them. They want to pretend to be something or someone else. Why? Glad did an interview on this on NPR, and they said pronouns are basic, I'm quoting, basically how we identify ourselves from apart from our name. It's how someone refers to you in conversation. So this means not only do they want to control what you say to them, they also want to control what you say about them. Manipulative? Yeah, you bet. Narcissism? Absolutely. These gender imperialists want royal titles. They want to be honored. You know, maybe they're announcing their rank in the gender army. I don't know. But they also, and this is worse, want you to destroy objective truth and change reality. They want to destroy common sense and replace it with an entirely new way of not thinking, a new way of life. They don't like reality. Too many rules, too many limitations, too much responsibility. They tell us now the word pedophile is discriminatory. So they've rebranded it minor attracted persons. When do we start calling murderers harm attracted persons? Language is what allows us to be free. Language is what separates us from animals. Language is what allows us to communicate with, un- with one another. Language is what we have in common. Language is something that we share and exchange. It is our community, and it is subjective. Language contains all truth. It is also the tool needed in order to uncover truth. It is the embodiment of understanding. If I might quote the Bible, Proverbs 
18, verse 21. Look it up in your scriptures, please. When you have it, raise your hand. The tongue has the power of life and death. James 3, 6, 9 says, the tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and itself set on fire by hell. Language. What we say about each other, what we say about ourselves, what we say. God spoke it and it became. We speak something and it becomes. That's why it is critical not to take another step. In fact, if you've already crossed the line, turn around and go back. Do not say things that are not true. By saying them, even if you're thinking to yourself, I don't believe that at all. Just by saying it, you help make it true. This is why this is why Christ is described as the word and light. The opposite of light is darkness. What's the opposite of language? What's the opposite of the word? It doesn't have a name, but it is alive all around us right now. Speaking through leftist policing of our language, the authoritarians that claim they're fighting for freedom. Yeah, I, you have that? The authoritarians who say they're fighting for freedom. How is that possible? It's not. But if they confuse the language, war becomes peace. By enforcing pronouns, they promise that we will be free. But what they really want is to imprison them, uh, imprison us. Because if you won't comply to their faith, the Grand Inquisitor says you are an extremist, a terrorist, or their enemy. Their mission is total destruction. Society, for them, is the battleground they've always fantasized about conquering by force. They have declared war on the truth. They have declared war on the light. Know that this is a battle of words. I am blank. The name of God that he says to Moses, who shall I say sent me? He said, I am that I am. When you say I am, fill in that blank, you create that reality. You are using the sacred power of God. You're using the name of God. I am a man. Martin Luther King carried those signs. Who knew that those signs would be so important once again for an entirely different reason? I am a man. Back in a minute. 
way I see it, you have two basic options when it comes to dealing with what we're all dealing with, inflation and financing. You can do nothing and trust that the government is just going to pull us out of this economic tailspin that we're in the middle of. Or you can recognize that everything they're doing is either a horrible mistake and that everything happens to be against prosperity, the free market, America. Or you can realize, no, uh, I don't think that's a mistake. So I'm going to I'm going to take the bull by the horns and be proactive here. First option is tempting. And a lot of people are going to do it. Don't do it. Stick with the second second option. Best way to do that is to call American Financing right now. This is a company that's been helping people just like you and me with home loans uh, for two decades. They've been a sponsor of mine for about 15 years. This is a company that's been helping people just like you and me with home loan options. They care about helping you save money. It could be refinancing your mortgage for a lower fixed rate, providing other types of loans or even just helping you find ways to raise your credit score, which is incredibly important right now. American Financing, they will help see you through. Don't take my word for it. Call and find out yourself. 10-minute phone call today to AmericanFinancing.net at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Back Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. So I think my favorite story of the day is this. The UN Racism Committee. Oh, I'm listening already. The UN Racism Committee condemns pro-life laws in the U.S. suggesting that minorities face higher risk of unwanted pregnancies. So let's get this right. Mm -hmm. So the U.N. is saying America is racist because we don't want to kill black children. And if you want to kill black children, then you're not a racist. Not a racist. You're not. Uh Did you want me to bring those quotes out from the fascism (laughs) book? Because I have the textbook right here. Did you want me to just quickly go ahead? Just just quick uh, reminder. This is hmm. this is the actual textbook definition of fascism we'll read you a couple of pieces from it all right truth Mm -hmm. is a subjective quality available only to a few gifted people whose will or spirit or personality is greater than that of the masses those with superior will perceive a higher truth than others you see me and you we think oh gosh maybe killing black children that seems more like racism (laughs) right than the alternative right but no those with a higher will have a higher truth and Mm. they can understand these things okay all right um how about uh, mussolini begged his audiences to have faith in the italian myths we've created our myth the myth is a faith it is a passion it is not necessary that it would be a reality it is reality by the fact that it is a goal a hope and a faith huh yeah that's Fascism rejects objective science and reason. (laughs) Objective truth is either a hoax 
or unimportant because the really important truths defy rational understanding. Yeah, but you're not getting this from a textbook. I am. Political ideologies, <laughs> their origins and impact, second edition. Yeah, this is the... This, but it's not an actual textbook. Oh, it's an actual textbook. In fact, it's so well-worn that it's now yeah. in the 13th edition. Yeah, okay. This, the copy I have is from the second edition. I'm sure it says the exact opposite. I bet if that you look in does. fascism now, I'll bet you it talks about a right-wing ideology. See Republican See, Party. <laughs> you know, here's a picture of which the biggest fascist to ever live, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. You know. You're probably right, Probably honestly. It probably has changed quite a bit. Or they're not using that book anymore. Mm-hmm. One of the two. Man. One of the two. Amazing. We got it. You know what? Order it, will you? Yeah. Okay. Let's look at it. Uh, all right. Um, a happy little uh, story about what Justin Castro Trudeau is doing up in Canada. This is pretty unique for a free country. The Glenn Beck Program.